It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 8th, 2019. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You, of course, find me on Twitter at omd. And it's finally happened. The Orlando Magic are in the NBA playoffs. We're going to talk all about the Magic clinching their spot in the 2019 NBA playoffs on today's show. Just the emotions, everything. I'll talk a little bit about the game too, just for kicks. But obviously, it is a happy, happy day in the Magic Kingdom. Tickets, by the way, to games three and four go on sale at the Amway Center or on OrlandoMagic.com at 3 o'clock on Monday, April 8th. It's, it's, it's just, this, this episode is going to be just different. Um, you know, I, I think there are just so many emotions. I, I'm still, you know, I'm recording this at 2 a.m. It's, it's been four hours since the game even ended. And I'm still just, just buzzed, buzzed and happy. Uh, you know, I'm happy for all the guys, number one, because I know how hard they've worked. Um, I'm happy for the for the for the community and, and for everyone who works for the team because I know how hard they work and 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 how how much this all means to them and just seeing the videos even from after Friday's game against the Hawks. Um, you know, I, I I saw a video that one of the Magic staffers that, that I'm friends with took uh, after the game and and you could just see how they were living and dying on every shot that was going on in the Heat Timberwolves game um, that obviously put the Magic in a position to clinch in on this day. Um, uh, although Miami losing on Sunday also did as well. Um, I know how much it means to the fans who who I've had the pleasure, honestly, of talking to and and, and being you know I ho- I hope something of a leader in the community or so, or someone that the, whose whose opinions they value. But um, just just interacting with all the fans that I do, being at the games in the way that I have, um, just knowing how hungry this fan base is for for this kind of success. Um, it, it's, I'm still just, just overwhelmed with emotion because, you know, this, this is an accomplishment. It is a small accomplishment. Let's not get that, get that. I mean, it, it is a small accomplishment, but it is a big accomplishment because obviously if it were easy to do, the magic would have done it in the last six years. Um, it's certainly not the final destination we all want to go to. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at, you know, the ticket that I have from the 2010, 2010 season opener, with Dwight Howard lifting the Eastern Conference Championship trophy over his head. There are bigger goals out there, and you know this franchise, I know, is striving to get there. But this is the necessary first step, obviously. And, and, and um, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. And, and, and I always share this story. Um, you know, when the Magic made it to the 2009 Eastern uh, Eastern Conference second round, the semi Eastern Conference semifinals against Boston. I I, I was in college already. 
Um, I, I I got to go to game four. I happened to be in town for game four. The, the For games three and four, actually, but I only could go to game four. Um, that was the, the Glenn Davis game. And, and I remember, you know, I'd gone to the, the deep playoff games when I was much younger. Maybe didn't appreciate them as much. I remember walking into that building that night and just, just feeling the intensity of the game. And I kept thinking to myself, you for, I forgot how intense these second round games were. And I think the previous year, we were just happy to make the second round. I mean, I remember I was probably close to crying after the Magic beat the Raptors in in the first round of that playoff series in 2008. Um, because it meant that much to, to, to accomplish that goal. It had been 12 years since the Magic had won a playoff series. And it just, it meant so much. And, and I honestly have that same feeling now. But I also know that we don't know how intense these games are going to be. And it's just first-round games. But playoff games are another animal. And, and I'm so excited to, A, for the city to experience it again. B, for this franchise to experience it again. C, for the players to, to, to experience it and, and feel it and, and to see whether they can rise to the challenge. Uh, we'll have plenty of time between now and Saturday or Sunday, whenever game one is. We'll have plenty of time between now and Thursday to break down what we see in the playoffs, I'm already working on a playoff article. I'm talking about what the Magic are going to have to do and where the Magic are going to have to make some adjustments to be ready for the postseason because now we can seriously talk about it. It used to be all theoretical. It used to be, you know, honestly, I started writing it and I was, and as I watched Detroit uh, lose to Charlotte, I was like, this this thing may not get published. I may be putting my work in for nothing. But um, obviously, it, it now we now we know that we're going to the playoffs and and. Um, you know, again, I'm just I'm just so overcome with emotion. I know so many Magic fans are too. Um, the fact that it happened on WrestleMania Sunday, so I could I could jokingly put in wrestling tweets throughout the whole night. Um, you search the hashtag Magic Mania for some of the some of the fun that I had uh, during the game as well. Um, it, you know, there's just there's there's just no words right now. There just there's just no words. It's it's such a beautiful thing, but. Um, the beauty of it is there's still one regular season game left. There is still plenty to play for. I haven't even thought about playoff seedings. That'll be tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic, if not uh, Wednesday's episode of Locked on Magic, um, where we discuss the, the seeding scenarios for, for the team um, as we as we now begin to think about what matchup the Magic could get and, and maybe what matchup they would prefer. Um, all three teams will be really hard, um, whether it's Milwaukee, whether it's uh, Toronto, whether it's Philadelphia. It's going to be a really tough matchup for this Magic team, but... Uh, the good news is we can talk about that because the Magic are in. Um, the Magic are in the playoffs. So I'll share plenty more thoughts on that um, here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. Just searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. You can also find us on the Himalaya app. It's a great new app that helps deliver podcasts right to your, your, your listening device from a variety of sources, including the Locked On Podcast Network. Want to figure out, want to learn more about the teams the Magic might face in the playoffs? Locked on Sixers, Locked on Bucks, and Locked on Raptors all do a great job talking about their teams and covering their teams. In fact, you can go back into our archives if you uh, to last week when we spoke with Sean Woodley of Locked on Raptors. I have a feeling, if, if I were a somewhat betting man, um, I have a feeling we'll be talking to Sean again very, very soon here on the pod as, as that playoff series starts to look a little bit more like a reality. Um, but you can check out all those podcasts, plus get a national perspective from Locked On NBA, as well as the fantasy perspective from Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Every single part of the NBA 
is covered with the same excruciating detail that we cover here on Locked On Magic. Every team is covered, plus the national perspective as well. You can also find NFL, MLB, and college podcasts too. Monday, of course, the NBA takes the day off to celebrate the NCAA Tournament's National Championship game as Texas Tech takes on Virginia. Get to see future Magic forward uh, Jarrett Culver. No, the Magic won't be picking that high. They'll be picking They'll be picking 17th. It's, it's so much fun not to have to worry about the NBA draft lottery for a change. Um, the Magic won't be picking any of those players. Maybe Kyle Guy. Maybe maybe he's he's, he's in there. I'm, I'm not 100% sure where, where he falls because I haven't done much draft prep this year because I've been so playoff focused. Um, but you could check out the NCAA tournament as well. I'm sure um, I'm sure you can find a podcast for you on the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for on iTunes or the Himalaya app. Or tell your smart device to play podcasts Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As we all know from the last six years, making the playoffs is not easy. It's maybe not six years to make it easy, um, the Magic had one of the longest playoff droughts. They had the longest playoff drought in the Eastern Conference until today. But it is not easy. This this 82-game schedule, this rebuild from losing a star player, from starting essentially from scratch, is a long and winding road. It is, it is a difficult path that, that has many places where you can fall into traps. And, you know, one of those, those crazy buzzwords that, 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 that's been developed over the last few years when it comes to a team, and really it's been a business buzzword, but it's been, it's been ported over to, to sports, is culture. Is how do you build an environment where people can succeed? Both on the court and just professionally. And you know, sports is a little different because there are this this there's this zero sum game out there. And the Magic have struggled with that. And whether we, we want to admit it or not, there are, was a feeling at least that that rolling back the same roster that was essentially a twenty five win season from last year would kind of keep those deep rooted problems of the last five years in place. And in fact, I, I would say early on this season, we saw a lot of those same issues. Steve Clifford, for as brilliant as he was as a coach, as much as he was was kind of driving and teaching and, and, and doing all these things, we saw so many of the same issues pop up again and again, especially early in the season. Orlando, it felt like, was going to have another kind of similar high 20s, low 30s season at the beginning of the year. Back in that, that, that West Coast road trip in January when the Magic, I think, lost four or five games on that trip. They had 10-point leads in three of them in the second half. Double-digit leads. And not just like a 11, 12-point lead, but like 
leads that you should hold on to. And they lost them. And, you know, I, I remember getting into it a little bit with Steve Clifford about this, about, about blowing leads. And, you know, he dismisses that notion, but it, it did feel like something, at least to, to us who'd been through so much. And, and it did feel like this team was... This team was not... Taking those steps forward. It's a credit to Steve Clifford that we're here where we are now. Over that weekend when the Magic had back-to-back games with the Houston Rockets and Boston Celtics at home and they won both of them, things began to change. Things began to turn. You could begin to see the belief. And since that time, Orlando has the fourth best record in the Eastern Conference. They developed into one of the top defenses in the league. And yet, we still entered Sunday's game with the sense that things could still go horribly wrong. Yes, the Miami Heat lost to the Toronto Raptors in overtime, and that essentially eliminated the Heat from passing the Magic, from winning the Southeast Division. But the Charlotte Hornets had come on strong. And with a win over Detroit on Sunday, and a game at Cleveland, and then versus Orlando on Wednesday... It felt very realistic that if the Magic did not win on Sunday, they would not make the playoffs. And while Orlando seemed to be playing with the good, with good energy early on in, in Sunday's game, the Celtics still seemed to have their number. The Celtics started to pull away. They were up by 13. Nikola Vucevic was the only guy scoring. And I would tell you that this was a moment over the last few years where Orlando might have folded. Where, you know, you see that the bad teams especially say, we don't have it tonight. Just not going to be our night. And I think that's really the key difference between this team and those other teams, the last five years. And, and what makes this team so similar to a lot of the other playoff teams, a lot of the other, honestly, good playoff teams that the Magic have had. This team is not the most talented team in the world. Nikola Vucevic is an all-star, but you could see plenty of people debating his presence on that all-star team. This is still a team with a small margin for error. But this team has one thing that has begun to separate it from the rest of the crowd. Or at least has given it this opportunity, this chance. This is not a team that backs down from a challenge. This is not a team that, that honestly, and this is hard to believe after the way the Magic started the year, shrivels down the stretch. The reason the Orlando Magic are in the playoffs, both for what they did in Sunday's game and for what they've done throughout this entire season, the key characteristic, the, dare I say it, identity of this Orlando Magic team is they do not back down from a challenge. They rise to the occasion. Maybe not all the time. Let's, let's be real here. But they become a tough out. 
When Jeff Weltman hired Steve Clifford, he said, the reason we like Steve Clifford is we know Steve Clifford teams do not beat themselves. Steve Clifford teams do not make mistakes that lead to, frankly, blowouts. And really, if you look at the Magic since they came back from that West Coast road trip, they do not get blown out. They have a chance to win every single game that they're playing in. Except for maybe two. I think it's two. That that, Cleveland, that game at Cleveland, when the Magic just didn't show up, and then that loss to Detroit last week. Every other game, the Magic have been in the fourth quarter and had a chance to win. That's incredible. Like, like a, That's something to appreciate. And that's again what happened Sunday night in Boston. Sunday night in Boston, the Magic were down by 13. Offense looked dead in the water. Defense was struggling a little bit. Rotations were late. They were giving up threes. And then Evan Fournier and Terrence Ross went on a run to end the quarter. Magic got it to within, I think it was four. That momentum... Magic finished the last two and a half minutes of that that quarter of the half on a really good streak. The Magic take that momentum into the second half. They build a 14-point lead early in the fourth quarter. Terrence Ross is draining threes like he's the human torch because he is the human torch. Evan Fournier was making great shots and great plays. Looked like the Magic were going to run away with the game. But, you know, maybe Steve Clifford got a little too comfortable with his bench unit. Took out Aaron Gordon. Didn't have Jonathan Isaac available because of a, of, of a, a hit to the mouth. And Boston came back. An 11-0 run turned it into a one-point game. The game was tied at 106 after a Kyrie Irving three. And, like I said, that would have been a moment, certainly last year, certainly the year before, Certainly even the beginning of this season. Where the Magic probably lose the game. The Magic give up a run like that. They don't know how to respond. They don't know how to push back. They don't know how to finish. I mean, even... Let's go back to that game against Boston at the Amway Center. Orlando's up, I think, 10 with two and a half minutes to go. Boston still had a two-pointer to tie that game. Famously, Kyrie Irving complaining with Gordon Hayward at the end of that one, trying to get the ball back for a shot. But this time, the Magic go on a 10-2 run to finish the game. Evan Forney and Nikola Vucevic run a perfect pick and roll that gets Evan a free path to the basket for a dunk over Aaron Baines. The next play... Fournier runs a pick and roll. He's able to get it to Vucevic in the post. The Celtics try to double. Aaron Gordon cuts down the lane. Vucevic finds him. He lays it in. Four-point lead. And the defense does the rest. This is not something the Magic would have done in November. This is not something the Magic probably would have done even in December. This kind of game was the exact kind of growth in a lot of ways. Maybe not all the ways, because... Maybe the Magic should have won that game by 16 running away. 
But when the mat, when the chips were down, when the pressure was at its highest, because yes, if the Magic lose this game, they go to a play-in game, a must-win, no doubter, against the Charlotte Hornets, a team that they've beaten once in the last what nineteen mat nineteen games for a spot in the playoffs. The whole season down to one road game against a team you just have not been able to beat. Could you imagine that pressure? So, a lot was on the line in those final minutes. And yet, after Irving hits that three, the crowd in the TD Garden is buzzing. There is maybe not a playoff intensity, but it's getting there. Because Boston had something to play for trying to get to the third seed. But instead, Orlando works for a good shot. They score emphatically. They suck the air out of the building. And they win the game. That finish was a playoff finish. It's exactly who this Magic team is. I've been saying it now, I think, for a week. Find a way. Doesn't matter how you win. Find a way. And the Magic found a way. They've been finding a way now for a while. And that's who this team is. That's who this group is. That's what this team is about. Their defense feeds their offense, energizes them. They, they're able to make tough shots. And they're able to find a way even if they don't have the talent advantage. Even late in games where they played so many close games this year. The Orlando Magic find themselves in the playoffs for the exact reason they were in that position to begin with. This team is resilient. They fight back and they don't back down. We haven't been able to say that about a Magic team in six years. The We All We Got crew that finished that 2012 season had those characteristics. They did not. They were heart and hustle all the way. And in the playoffs, they kind of got what was coming to them because talent's going to matter. And trust me, I would say this group is better than the 2012 group that played in the playoffs. Obviously, you add Dwight into the mix, it changes everything. The Magic fought their way in. And there is nothing more to be prouder of than that. I know that there is still, maybe not as loud as they used to be. But throughout this whole season, you know, I think I said even in December, I believe this team has playoff potential. I'm not too, I'm going to try not to toot my own horn here or horn here or make this and I told you so, but I, I think I told I said in back in December, certainly in January, I believe this team has playoff potential. And I did get shouted down and and some people yelled at me for it again. We we got back into the the draft discussions. There was a point in the season when I jokingly tweeted, you know, tweeted 
you know, I did my first tankathon this year. That's the ebbs and flows this season has taken. But this team is different. This team was at those depths. And they found a way. When we talk about what this team's future is going to look like, and and believe me, we'll once the season ends, we'll get into some of these existential questions because as I do think that this is a big offseason for the Magic. Now that you've made the playoffs, what do you do next? Because making the playoffs is a good goal to have. But now the next goal is improving. It's taking being the seven seed and turning it into home court advantage, into a real opportunity to advance. That's the next step. And we'll get into that in the offseason because right now it's still about this season. But the one thing the Magic now have in their back pocket, the one no matter how this roster changes or what they do next or how they play in the postseason. They now have this identity, this vision of who they are. Not just this vision, this experience of who they are and what it takes to get there. And for that, the Magic got the biggest reward they could. The biggest confirmation that they're back on the right track that they're moving in a good direction. They'll be playing games next weekend. They get at least two more weeks to their season. They get at least two more games at the Amway Center. The Magic are in the playoffs. And they have their never-say-die, their resilient, their never-back-down identity to thank for it. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. With the time I have remaining here on the podcast, I, I'm, I think I recapped the game pretty effectively, right? Uh, it, right there. So let's run through the final box score for you real fast. Just a couple of quick notes here. Uh, Nikola Vucevic, um, 25 points, 12 rebounds, uh, Four assists, two blocks, 12 for 22 shooting. Um, until the fourth quarter, it, and I, you know, I may even still say this, this was one of the best games Nikola Vucevic has, has had. Um, I, I, I'm willing to go out on that limb. Um, in, in such a big spot, in a big moment when the Magic needed to show up and play well, the Magic struggled early on. They didn't get the shots that they needed. They didn't get the play that they needed. Except from Nikola Vucevic. Vucevic didn't do much in the fourth quarter, but through the first half, he was dominant. He was the only offensive option the Magic had, and he was willing his way to offensive rebounds. He was keeping possessions alive. He was playing fantastic defense. 
for the most part. I, there, he could have stepped up a little bit further on some pick and rolls, but this this was the Vucevic kept the team afloat for two three quarters in this game, gave them a chance to win, and that's what an All Star is supposed to do. You know, I definitely needed and deserved a stronger finish, but the Magic are not there without Vucevic, and you know. Vucevic had a team-high plus 19. The Magic were significantly better with him on the floor. And you, you plus, nine, plus minus on individual games is shaky at best. But I think it was real there. And Vucevic deserves a lot of praise, A, for this entire season, but B, for his performance in this game. Aaron Gordon, kind of a similar story. 14 points, 6 for 13 shooting, 7 rebounds, 2 assists for him, 2 blocks as well. Um, what Vucevic was providing offensively, Gordon was providing defensively. And again, Vuce wasn't bad defensively, but Gordon was all over the place defensively. He made a lot of really big defensive plays. He switched on to Kyrie Irving a few times, did a really good job on him, did a good job on his matchup, Whether I mean, whether it's Jason Tatum who left the game with an injury, um, it, it didn't matter who it was. Gordon was was on fire defensively, I thought. And his offense started to come around in the second half. Settled a little bit too much for his jump shot in the first half, but started taking the ball to the basket in the second half and, and, and cutting real well. And, and that really changed the game for the Magic offensively. I mean, I think they made their run when Gordon started attacking a little bit more. They were able to hold off Boston in the fourth quarter when Gordon started attacking a little bit more. So um, I, I, I thought a really good, especially defensive game for Aaron Gordon. Evan Fournier, the second star of the night, though, 24 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, 8 for 16 shooting, 3 for 6 from beyond the arc, including 5 for 5 from the foul line. Um, Fournier took over this game at the end. Um, it, it felt like uh, if the Magic weren't running a high pick and roll with Fournier and Vucevic on, the, on any of the last possessions, they were doing something wrong. He was so good, just kind of wriggling his way through for shots, and, and he's playing his best basketball of the season at a time the Magic needed. I, I would argue that this stretch where the Magic have now won tw- 10 of their last 12 games to make this playoff push, to get into the playoffs, um, it's because Fournier has found his shot, has found offense that works best for him. Uh, and so I, I really like what Evan Fournier has done and what Evan Fournier is doing and 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 how he's kind of figured things out right now for this team. Um just a really, really strong performance for Evan Fournier. Again, he really closed this game out. Terrence Rosso leads the team in scoring with 26 points, 6 for 13 shooting, 5 for 11 from beyond the arc, and 9 for 9 from the foul line. Did not start off as a good game for Terrence Ross. He really struggled with a shot. I think he was kind of settling for threes and taking bad shots, um, but was able to draw a few fouls on three-pointers. Had three fouls that he drew on three-pointers, but his scoring splurge in the third and fourth quarters gave the Magic the lead, and, 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 and the, the Celtics just... At a certain point, the Celtics just couldn't do anything. Um, you know, he was just heat checking and making everything, and and that's kind of what Terrence Ross does when he goes through those spurts. You just keep feeding the ball and let him let him do it, um, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, just a really really good performance from Terrence Ross for that reason. Really rescued the game and, and gave the Magic the lead that they deserved in this one. Um, like I said, Jonathan Isaac six points, two for four shooting, two for three from beyond the arc. Um, left the only played twenty one minutes. Left the game. With uh, with um, uh, uh, he got he got hit in the mouth, was bleeding a little bit. They decided to hold him out for the rest of the game. Um, he said on Twitter that he's fine. Um, so I would imagine if the Magic want to play him, they'll play him Wednesday. If not, they'll save him for the playoffs. I, I have no I have no reason to believe that. And yes, I just said that statement. 
Um, if they want to play Wednesday, they can play him. If not, they'll save him for Saturday or Sunday and the Magic uh, play in the playoffs. Um, so that that's that's a real thing. That's that's a real thing that's that's happening here, guys. Um, Orlando ends up shooting 45.6% from the floor, 22 for 22 from the foul line. Uh, this, this was an interesting matchup because both the Magic and the Celtics are the two worst teams at getting to the foul line in the entire league. So the fact that the Magic got to the foul line for 22 free throws in this game uh, really impressive. Orlando did a good job staying aggressive after the, after struggling a little bit in the first quarter. Um, were able to draw fouls, and, and everyone made their free throws tonight. So really, really nice job there. Boston ends up shooting 47.2% from the floor. Uh, only 13 turnovers for them. Kyrie Irving with 23. Gordon Hayward off the bench with 16. Had a really nice game. Al Horford with 18, but he did not finish the game. They elected to finish with Aaron Baines at center guarding Nikola Vucevic. Probably not the right decision, but maybe the Celtics were resting guys because they'd already wrapped up four by the time the game started. Um, Marcus Morris and Jalen Brown both with 13 as well. The Orlando Magic defeat the Boston Celtics 116-108. to They close out the regular season Wednesday at Charlotte. That game is on ESPN still. Going to be, honestly, going to be a little bit of a celebration of the Magic making the playoffs, but Charlotte may need that game to make the playoffs still just because the Magic have now won the Southeast Division have now won the or clinched a playoff spot just because the Magic have done all those things does not mean the Hornets are eliminated. The Heat cannot pass the Magic; they can still make the playoffs. Um, uh, Detroit still battling for battling. Uh, they're struggling right now with so many with a lot of losses. I think they've lost four straight. Um, the Pistons still battling to make the playoffs. I believe that I don't know what Detroit's clinching scenarios are. But Charlotte is still in the battle for the playoff for a playoff spot, so they may need that game. So we could get a, a fully charged Charlotte team. We'll see if Steve Clifford decides to give his old team a bone and rest his guys. Um, but again, that might depend on clinching scenarios. I think Clifford's thought is let's get as high of a seat as we can. Try and avoid Milwaukee. I'd like to avoid Milwaukee. Um, maybe um, date with Toronto or Philadelphia at six. So Magic still have a lot to play for. Brooklyn did clinch as well on Sunday. So only one spot remains in the playoffs. It'll go to Detroit, Charlotte, or Miami. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. The Orlando Magic are in the playoffs. So definitely subscribe to Locked on Magic on iTunes or the Himalaya app or wherever you get podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Follow us on Twitter there at omagicdaily. And for fun, you can go back and check out our WrestleMania-related tweets at hashtag magicmania or hashtag magictakeover. I did one for Friday because Friday was takeover. Um, so we had, we had fun this weekend. It's a good, it was a good 407 day because um, UCF also won the, won the war on I-4 with USF. So there you go. Um, definitely check out all those. Definitely follow at Omagic Daily throughout the entire playoffs. Definitely follow Orlando Magic Daily throughout the playoffs. We'll be talking about a lot of the stuff I'll be publishing there as well. Here on the podcast, we are in full playoff mode here coming up. We'll be playing games over the weekend. And yes, as you noticed, we will be doing podcasts after after playoff games on the weekends. So no longer a five-day week podcast. It is five days plus, maybe even going seven days here during the playoffs. We'll see. But uh, this is new territory for me. So we'll be doing plenty, 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 plenty here as the playoffs begin this weekend. Again, tickets for the tickets for Blue and White Ignite, the 2019 NBA playoffs, go on sale uh, uh, tomorrow on Monday at 3 o'clock over at the Amway Center or on OrlandoMagic.com. I think that does it for all the things I have to say. We'll have plenty more to come here 
this week. Definitely keep listening to Locked On Magic. Um, but until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. We're in the playoffs, baby. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 